When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. Hope you're all doing well and enjoying the international break. I'm joined here by Jani for the team selection video, which, yeah, like I, I mean, you're on a red arrow, Jani, but things are still going pretty well, I have to say. And we've got quite a lot to talk about because you've got some exciting moves planned. Yeah, it's been a good start to the season. It's been steady, but solid and steady. So I'm fairly happy. And now I guess this is where, this is where it feels like the real fun starts mm. with the international break some potential injuries, some of the big guns added to the game, transfers, Ronaldo in. It's just, this is where it still seems to be like, this is the really where the hard work starts. Fun, you say. <laughs> is this fun? <laughs> I mean, you know, there's people with, you know, wild cards with Ronaldo and Lukaku sweating about whether they're going to start. Son's got this injury now. Rafina, all the people with him, I'm like you that we're going to talk about. What what do we do with him? Torres, now De Bruyne and Foden's back. It is, it is absolute carnage. Um, at the moment, it's making me glad that I haven't wildcarded this week, and neither of you. So, yeah, hopefully we can um, we can get through this. Uh, just before we talk about, I just want to mention Fantasy Five. Uh, so, like always, uh, every week we're going to be talking about the team that we we've selected for this competition. If you don't know what Fantasy Five is, it's a complimentary game for FPL players uh, to play alongside their, their all the other like fantasy football stuff that they do. It's free to play. Uh, you just pick five players who you think are going to outscore their fantasy target, fantasy points target. There's no bonus points or anything like that. Um, even if you don't win uh, on the jackpot that week by getting them all right, there's monthly and seasonal prizes too. And there's mini leagues and there's a mini league for Fantasy Football Scout as well that you can join. Um, at the end of this video, Jan and I are going to pick the team that we think um, are going to beat their target. So if you're interested in Fantasy 5, stick around for that. And if you're interested in playing, there's links and stuff in the description below. Right, Jenny, let's talk points first of all. So it might have felt like a long time ago. You got 64 points. Uh, Sanchez in goal with two. Shaw with six. Trent with four. Eiling with two. Salah with 10. Greenwood with eight. Barnes, <laughs> we're going to talk about him, uh, with two. Rafina with two. Fernandez with two. Antonio with 22 as your captain. And Ings with four. So a bit of a spread around. I mean, you had players like Salah and Greenwood and Antonio kind of coming in and Shaw did okay. And then lots of twos with Barnes, Rafina, Fernandez, Eiling, Sanchez. How do you how do you feel about your week? How do, how do you think it went? Yeah, I mean, all right. The players that got points most had, right? The Salas, the the uh the Antonio captain call, Ings with his three Shaw, really highly owned players sort of delivered, but with modest outcomes. I guess it continues to be a, a little bit of a differential for me. It was I was delighted to see again my boy Mason Greenwood coming up yep. with points. So he is 16% owned now. And I think he was started the season at like, I don't know, 3% owned. So of course he's 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 gaining in popularity, but that's three weeks now where he has uh got me decent points. He's had an eight, a ten, and then an eight. He's played 90 minutes twice and 89 minutes once. Um, so I'm I was happy with Greenwood. Um, and Shaw got a clean sheet for the first time, although United were very lucky to mm. keep a clean sheet. Again, Wolves 
looked so, so good. Wolves have been so unfortunate this season. Definitely a team I'm targeting moving forward. And then, look, Barnes disappointed. I That was predictable, wasn't it? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, the Norwich fixture, I was reluctant to take him out because it was so good on paper. But look, Leicester, underwhelming again. I know mm. they scraped to win, but Norwich were unlucky. I don't always... I don't make calls on players that often. I usually make calls based on teams. And no matter how well or poorly Barnes has played, I would look at the Leicester attack and go, that's not a team I want to cover. So even though Barnes has been disappointing, even if he looked fairly good, I'd probably still want Rid because I'm just so underwhelmed with Leicester. Yeah. And I mean, he is a rotation risk, right? The only way you can kind of justify rotation risk, like Torres... Uh, for example, spoilers for your move that you've already made um, is you know they've got to be in form, they've got to be playing well, and they've got to be they've got to be scoring and kind of you know not really giving the the manager a choice whether to play them or not. And I think Barnes is the opposite. I, you know Barnes is going to miss out I think very very soon because he's that's three poor performances from him now. I, I think yeah. Inacho's knocking around. Leicester don't look great, so I think he's going to have to shake things up. And I think Barnes is going to be you know, the, the, maybe a casualty of that. I mean, I've still got, um, I'm sorry, I, I sold Barnes and for Ben Rama and that was a disappointment, but at least I managed to make the 0.3 because Barnes has gone down to what, 6.8 now or something? Is it 6.7, 6.8? Six, 6.8, six, eight? Eight, yeah, I think so. 6.8, yeah. So, yeah, you're losing a lot of value if you're holding on to him, but you haven't held on to him because let's come straight onto your team going forward. He is gone. Barnes has already gone for Torres. You did that move early. Uh, yeah, talk to me about that. Why did you move so early on it and why Torres? Yeah, so, I mean, selling Barnes to Torres was it was something I wanted to do after watching Man City last time out. Like, I'd seen Torres play for the third game in a row as the number nine. He got points. I am fully aware. So before the chat will tell me he's a rotation risk, I know what I'm getting involved with here. And if you're happy with that, I think that's cool. But you have to know what you're getting involved with, with Man City wide forwards or forwards. Now, if I'm spending 11, 12 million on a Man City asset that's a rotation risk, I don't like it. Mares, whatever. Um, when you're spending 7.0, which is what I bought him for, he's now 7.1 and about to go up to 7.2. When you spend that money, when he plays, he performs like a 10, 11 pound, million pound player out of position as well. Remember, he's listed as a midfielder. So I'm taking the peaks with the troughs here. And when he plays, I think I'll get good points. And when he doesn't, I won't. Do I want him long term? Do I want that headache? Probably not. But my hope is that now the Champions League is back, that Torres gets rotated for those Champions League games. And if he does, it makes it easier predicting Pep. Still no foregone conclusion. If he does miss out in a Champions League game, there is a stronger chance he plays the Premier League game. So I put him in. But look, it's it's Leicester and Southampton up next. I don't know how long I'll have him beyond Leicester and Southampton. But from those two games, if I get one start and I get 30 minutes off the bench in the other, I still think I get points there. And at 7.0, there's not too many you can ever bank on for points. So it's a little bit of fun. It's a little bit differential. I like the fact I can have fun with it. And I'm not going to have too much anxiety over Willie won't he start because this isn't a 10... This isn't a premium spot in my team. This is the fun pick, the fun spot. You could argue Jota's the better call. I couldn't afford Jota. Um, selling Barnes, I, I literally had the exact funds to go Barnes to Torres before the price rises or dip. So I've saved 0.2 on the move already and it will work out at 0.3 as Torres rises again. So I'm happy I went early. Just hope he doesn't get injured playing for Spain tonight. He started for Spain in both their games, came off at 60 in the second one and scored. Um, has looked really good. I just hope he doesn't play 90 tonight. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's 
I think the international break has, has been quite good for me because, well, maybe maybe not good for me because after the after the haul against um, Arsenal and seeing Marks, you know, ups, you know, being so upset and, and angry at having sold him, I was all set on Torres. I was like, but yeah, and 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 you know, the chats, you know, these people in the chat saying, you know, team looks good, Torres is a no brainer, that kind of thing, and that was my that was my reaction. I was like, I've got Grealish, he's eight million, but Torres is the one who's, who's kind of in form. The issue is. And I, you know this, I'm just kind of saying this for the benefit of the people. The issue is A, Pep in general. We don't know if, if Torres is going to keep that place long term. It looks like he's he's done enough. He started, what, the last kind of four games of the Community Shield and all of that. So, yeah, there's there's definitely some, you know, um, reliability of, of, of that if you look at his previous minutes. But you've got Foden and De Bruyne coming back soon. So how does the how does the team switch up when those guys are in? Is Gabriel Jesus going to stay wide right? <laughs> that just seems... That just seems really weird to me. So if he does, I mean, he's going to be keeping potentially Mares and Foden yeah. out of the side as well. So I think there is a chance that we could see Jesus going back up front and maybe Foden or Mares coming back into the side. So I don't, I don't think Jesus playing well on the right is suddenly going to mean that that's the only place that that he plays. And the more I look at, the more I look at all the games that you've got coming up, Champions League. It's just really, really putting off him. And you talk about not being worried if he doesn't play, but your bench is Liveramento, Eiling, and a guy who's not even in the league anymore. So what are you hoping for with Are you hoping that like if he doesn't play, he just doesn't play and you get one of them? Or are you, or are you hoping he comes on and gets a cameo? It's, the way, it's the going way to be a bit of a headache. Performing. Well, I just hope that because his form's been so good that in the games he doesn't play, he still gets 30 minutes. And if we look at Pep's substitutions in the last couple of games we've seen Mares and Sterling coming on for 30-minute cameos mm. and they're always getting points. Man City in the last half an hour of games are better than any other team in the league, right? Especially when they're one or two nil up, they can run riot. And we've seen the chances Sterling and Mares got in the last game, yep. which we did on Scoutcast match day in the last half an hour. Could have won that game 6-7-0. Um, so I hope that, you know, I get cameos for Torres. I don't think there'll be many games where he doesn't play any minutes in the Premier League. Knowing Man City didn't buy a nine, knowing he started the season so well. Pep has flavours of the month. We know this. And at the moment, Torres is it. Mm. Now, when the signs start showing that Torres isn't flavour of the month, and my God, that will happen in the next few months, then you sell him. But for as long as he's the popular pick, for example, Sterling isn't at the moment. Torres is. you just got to try and ride those waves. And City, I say it every time. I'm bored of saying it, but... City are the team that score the most goals in the league. They're the team that score, produced the most amount of chances in the league. But they're also the team that none of us FPL managers seem to ever cover. <laughs> this mm. is an attack you have to cover as far as I'm concerned. Now, we can't predict who. Other than KDB, we can't predict who to cover. And do we want KDB at that price? I'm not so sure. So for me, it's just but about you, having a little you, bit of fun with it. But do you need to cover it? Do, do you need to cover yeah. a team where there's so much potential for different players? I mean, I had Grealish in that Arsenal game, for example. I, I got one assist yeah. out of it. You know, if, you, if you've tried to cover with Mares, you've got one assist out of a 5-0. Gundogan, what, one goal? Like The, the, the spread of, of points is so much across the side. My, my issue with Torres is that you're entering your, you're a, you're a classic pet predictor which is yeah. you think dangerous you know, yeah it is it's always dangerous you think oh if Torres doesn't start this week that means he's definitely more likely to play next week and mm. you, you talk about having a decision to make the less he plays the more you want to keep him because the more you think he's going to start the next game it's exactly what I've had with Mares before in in the past you think he's, he's you know he's missed out so he's definitely going to play next game and yeah I, I'm I get it like if I if I was wildcarding this week 
I would I would do it if I had Barnes. I would probably be making this. It's an easy switch, I think, for for you to, to make to Torres. But yeah, I I I don't think it's a no brainer. Like some people are are making out that it is that that you know he's out of position. He's playing because I mean to talk about playing well. I mean he's had a big haul against Arsenal and done nothing else in any other match he's played this season. Yeah, yeah, he had a two point and a three point return. But in those games, he did look. He really did look good. good. He did look and he good. Did, yeah, and he did play as a nine. So we have seen three games as the out and out nine, which for Man City, without a recognised number nine in years, you know, you look at it and go, Pep has been rotating this spot so much. Mm. If it's not Jesus, he's been rotating it a lot. So to have three in a row, four in a row as the number nine, if you include the community shield, I think he's, I think he will continue to play in, as the nine. And like I said, like I don't necessarily expect him to start. If he starts two in three games, I'm happy. But honestly, I, I think you're right. All the, the headaches you allude to, I will have, and I will be selling him. But for the immediate term, it's just for me about riding the pep wave of flavor mm-hmm. of the month. And he is that. And his price is rising. I knew yeah. I had to sell Barnes, whose price was falling. So I was probably pushed into a corner. Like with hindsight, I'd look at it and go, now we know a little bit more about Firmino. And we know Jota is likely to start the next couple. Do you go, oh, okay, Jota's the better option? Well, yeah, he probably is because he's more nailed. But saying that, I couldn't afford him anyway. So I'm pleased I've gone there, but I don't necessarily want the headache for long. And I do think Pep will start playing with us and Foden mm. and KDB's fitness will play a part. But look, KDB and Foden, they're not going to be ready to start the weekend. Foden hasn't played since what? The quarterfinal of the Euros, mm. was it? So Foden's going to be eased in gently. KDB perhaps a little bit faster back, could play in the Champions League. But for the next couple of weeks, I just want him to start against Southampton or Leicester. And I think I get points because Man City looks so good. Yeah, I think I think the thing is you 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 have to bank on him continuing to do well because I think if he yeah. if he comes in, if he plays against Leicester gets another goal plays against Southampton gets another goal I think we're not going to see him him rotate that much because it's very hard to drop a player in in that kind of form and in theory yeah in theory <laughs> in theory is is exactly right yeah it's, it is an interesting one it's it, he's he's a bit of a he has the potential I think to be a real kind of game breaker in the terms of his price and playing up front for City and stuff but also he has the the potential to you know, be a be a complete nightmare. So it could be interesting to see how, how that how that pans out. Um yeah. just talk about your other players, uh, just for anyone listening on, on the podcast version, you've got Sanchez uh, against Brentford, Shaw against Newcastle, Trent against Leeds, and Ben White coming in to make his probably first appearance on your side against Norwich at home. Um Salah captain at the moment against Leeds, Greenwood at home to Newcastle, Torres, uh, Rafina at home to Liverpool, Fernandez at home to Newcastle, and then Antonio and Ings. Um, up front so yeah so you've made the move of Barnes to Torres how are you feeling about the rest of your side and you've got some other moves lined up right I do Danny Ings has to go like that was always the plan and we always looked at the fixture swing with Villa and went oh Ings can go and oh DCL or Bamford or Jimenez all good options to come in at a similar sort of price point so I've got a bit of a dilemma here as and I really want your opinion and also, I should probably just add that Old. since we since we've been since we've been recording this, it looks like Rafina's not going to play this weekend. There's Simon Stone has tweeted, um, he says really? he understands. Yeah, Brazil have asked FIFA to evoke five day rule, so eight Premier League players can't play this weekend. That affects <laughs> Liverpool, City, Leeds, United, Chelsea. So um, they're also saying Thiago Silva and Fred won't play on Tuesday either. Richarlison, however, can play against Burnley on Monday. But yeah, it looks like no Rafina this weekend. So Livermento is probably going to be starting for me because I don't really want Ailing to start. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a bit of kick in the, 
bit of a kick in the teeth. Um, but there's no way I'm selling Rafina with those no. fixtures moving forward. But yeah, it looks like my moves as will be Ings out. So do I go Jimenez or Bamford? I can't afford DCL. I'm pretty set on Ings to Jimenez if I go with option A. Or I go option B, which is a four-point hit. And it's probably the obvious move, right? It's Bruno out and Danny Ings out to Ronaldo, captain. And then I've got, I think, 7.5 to spend on a midfielder. Annoyingly, not 7.6. 0.1 off Jota, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I can't get Jota. So there's no one I really want in that price bracket other than Jota. So I'd move down to the 6 millions and I'd probably go Traore at 6 million. And then I can have a little bit of fun with that 1.5 million in the bank. I mean, you're having, a lot, you're, having, you're having too much fun, I think. Playing like Traore and Torres and 1.5 in the bank. I said this last week, didn't I? I was like, I'm doing really well, as, but I don't feel like it's a win because my team's so template. And I'm just returning back to default, which is Gianni has to have fun, some differentials fun, fun. in his team. <laughs> so watch that rank skyrocket. Now I'm trying to have fun. But I, I want, I want, look, I'm happy going template with my premiums. That's kind of what I'm still doing especially Ronaldo in, who's going to be the most template pick going. Mm. But the Torres and the Torres, these are the positions where you should try and have those yeah. wins, I believe. So you need, a, you need a couple, right? You're not going to get a lot of fun out of Ben Wyatt and, <laughs> <laughs> and having Salah like everyone else and Antonio. And sure. And sure. I mean, yeah, it's, it, is, yeah. it is very dull. Yeah, I, I, I kind of try and always have at least kind of three, three to four, maybe, you know, players that you actually get really excited about when you watch them play. I mean, there's no player more exciting to watch than Traore. Uh, in the yeah. league. I mean, that doesn't correlate with points, <laughs> but <laughs> you always feel like something's coming with him, particularly this season. It's interesting yeah. It's interesting on, on Twitter and Scout because the, the Wolves camp is quite divided. People commenting on them. I mean, you've got a lot of people just kind of very, I think almost superficially saying, you know, they've had a really poor start to the season, you know, no wins in three. Uh, you know, we shouldn't really be going for teams like that. We want to be trying to think. But, you know, the thing is with when you're picking players, you need to go for the future, right? You need to look at what yeah. you've seen and see is there potential here for these players. Look at the amount of shots Jimenez and Traore have had between them. I mean, they're, they're going, Wolves are going to start scoring goals. I've got absolutely no doubt about it. The fixtures are fantastic. Yeah. And I really, really like the look of, of Jimenez because he's, he's, looked, he's looked good and dangerous, but just so wayward with his shooting, which kind of sums it up for the whole, for the whole side. And yeah. I... Fancy him to get back on the scoring sheet quickly, whereas Traore, this is this is yeah. this isn't new for him. Uh, so I'm a bit more wary of reluctant of kind of you know endorsing Traore than I am Jimenez, who I think is really really strong. But at the same time, I think Traore could hit a monster hall. So the the role he's being used in for Wolves is is just so so attacking. So yeah, I like it. He's like it. an inside forward, isn't he now? He's yeah. playing slightly left. It's almost like a front two. I know Trincao is in there too, but I mean, it looks like a front two. Troy's underlying numbers are actually even better than Jimenez, but I'm with you. Like I massively want to endorse Jimenez and that's the move I want, but I can't go Ronaldo if I go Jimenez. So mm. if I want to take the four point hit, it has to be a Wolves midfielder, right? And it's not, it, it would be Traore, but I am torn because selling Bruno for a four point hit versus Newcastle, if you just forget Ronaldo for a minute, you're selling Bruno for a four point hit yeah. or a lot of people out there, you're wildcarding to get rid of Bruno. I, I, that doesn't sit well with me at all. But at the same time, I know I'd captain Salah over Bruno with these fixtures, knowing Ronaldo will be on pens. I, he will, I, I we don't need to discuss that, but if I had Ronaldo over Salah, 
I'd captain Ronaldo. So the four-point hit seems way more worth it if it's a four-point hit for a captain. Um, so I think I'm lying, I'm veering towards Ronaldo and Traore in for Bruno and Ings rather than the simple move of just no hit and Ings to Jimenez. It's, it's one of those ones, though, where you take the hit, you need quite a lot to go right in that situation. Mm-hmm. You need not only for kind of Ronaldo and and Traore to outscore Fernandez and Ings by four, but then you're switching the captaincy as well. So you're adding another potential risk into into that. I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. I just I just know from experience that it's, it's, that is some pretty major surgery to a to game week team. It's a four point hit and the shift of captain as well. And mm. yeah, these things these things can massively pay off. But I would be a bit like, ooh, that is, yeah. Because, I mean, I think Salah against Leeds is, is a perfectly viable it's captain. I mean, if, if, Sal- if Salah outscores Ronaldo and Fernandes this, this week, I don't think anyone's going to be too surprised. I think people might be kicking themselves that, they, that they'd made all these moves to kind of take the captaincy off him and, and, and do it. So, yeah, t- talk, to me, talk to me a bit about Ronaldo then. You think he starts then, I'm guessing, at the weekend? I think that's the, that's the kind of the major question that, that people are asking at the moment. Yeah, the key for me was Portugal's fixture two and fixture three, which was a trip to Hungary and a trip to Azerbaijan. He's not on those flights. He's not at to go. Mm. He went to Manchester way earlier than we expected. He got his yellow card and he's now had Tuesday training, Wednesday training. He'll train Thursday. He'll have a run through Friday. The guy would have had a good four days in Manchester with the team and with Ollie, And I just think that puts him in the pole position to start. And before I was on the fence, I was like 50-50. Now I'm thinking there's a very good chance he starts. And I just think everything will, will have aligned. A poor Newcastle backline, home advantage, the homecoming of the, the, the GOAT. I just think Ronaldo is a brilliant, brilliant option. Watching the likes of you and Mark on Black Box and seeing all those numbers, we know he's a flat track bully. Um, I really think that Ronaldo will start and score big against Newcastle. I do. I'm going off him. (laughs) Are you? Yeah, this is it. At the start of the week, at the start of the international break, I was like, you know, well, when Ronaldo got announced and stuff, I was like, right, Ronaldo's in, no question about it. I did black box with Mark. I was, you know, listening to all the stuff he said, but I was still like, you know, I, I, I really like the look of him. My yeah. my issue with with Ronaldo isn't obviously Ronaldo. He's he's amazing. We don't need to talk about that. It's the fact that striker spots are. There's some good looking strikers around at the moment. I like the look at Calvert Lewin if he's fit. Obviously Antonio's a must. You've got Lukaku there as well. You've got Jimenez there too. Bamford you mentioned is someone that that could become an interesting one. And we haven't seen him and Fernandez play together. I mean, p- penalties to me is there's no discussion there. Ronaldo, Ronaldo gets penalties. I've got yeah. no no doubt about that. Fernandez scored an open play hat-trick three weeks ago. <laughs> and he was like a must to get in. Does does Fernandez just become the non-option that everyone kind of thinks that he's going to be? Is, like you mentioned, is taking him out for a hit, for a wild card, before we've even seen Ronaldo in the team and how they're going to link up and play? Yeah. You know, is is that going to... Is, is, I, I kind of just feel like I want to give it a week and just see what happens. And Jimenez is someone that I, I really like the look of. And I'm I'm wondering if no hit, going just an easy move of Ings to Jimenez, like you've mentioned before, yeah. might might be better for me. But I can see why you want to do that. I can it's again, it's 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 massive it's high risk, high reward, I think. Yeah, yeah. With, with Ronaldo this week. And I think if you don't do it this week, then you're going into quite a rough game of rough rough run of fixtures for United. Not not the best. Yeah. So I think you have to do it this week if you're gonna do it. Yeah, I'm with you because then it's West Ham, 
Villa, but then it gets a bit Everton, but then it gets a bit trickier. Leicester. Mm. I just know that I want that premium forward spot covered as well as like I know if I get Ronaldo in, it makes it easier to go Lukaku in game week seven rather than come game week seven going I need hits that or I need two or three transfers or a wild card. Like I think if I go Ronaldo now, I'm I'm lowering the risk of using the wild card in seven, which I actually quite like the idea of holding the wild card into December if I can. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. If you make it, it needs to be now. The Bruno Ronaldo partnership will be interesting, and we have seen for Portugal they don't link that well. Ronaldo gets frustrated in games and does like to come into those pockets of space that Bruno will occupy. He will be the out and out nine at Old Trafford, but when they are drawing or losing games, he will go wide left or he will drift short, and that will leave a lot of space. But will Bruno run on beyond possibly, or will he be occupying those pockets that Bruno wants to be in? So I've actually done a, a 18 minute video on Ronaldo's tactical play at Juve, the formation. You know, people don't know this, but when he played at Juve last season, 90% of his games were in a two-man attack. He mm. was playing in a 4-4-2, very, very different. So I've spoken a lot about this on my YouTube channel. So check it out, the Fantasy Football Social, after this video. I'll put the link in the chat um, if you want my thoughts on, on Ronaldo. But yeah, I am really tempted, mate. It'll be a very different system. But if Oli can get crosses into the box, if Luke Shaw and Sancho on the right can can get him decent chances in the six yard box, he will win every header going. Well, a bit of a bit of a spoiler for for Black Box. Of course, plugging our our other, our other podcast. <laughs> uh, but um, so on, on Black Box last when we were talking about Ronaldo, um, obviously Mark did loads of stats about crossing and how United are kind of one of the bottom sides for actually yeah. putting crosses into the box. But he looked at them. He's looked at them. And this is a bit of a spoiler for for tonight. He looked at them with Cavani in the team, and when Cavani's in the team, the the style completely changed. Yeah, and loads more balls came in, so they're perfectly capable of of changing the the system and the style to try and get the most out of out of Ronaldo. I think if we've got the, obviously we've got the press conferences this week, I think yeah. there is a high chance that Solskjaer gives us a very clear indication whether Ronaldo starts or not. Yeah, I think so. You know, Oli's Oli's quite a good manager for press conferences as well. I think he's he, he's not he's not the worst. He's not the best. He can, but... he, can he can be a bit of a nightmare but I think with all the fanfare and all the stuff that's hmm. going on with Ronaldo I think he's just going to get asked very clearly is Ronaldo going to start yeah. and I think we're going to kind of know from his reaction even if he doesn't say clearly yes he will start he will say like he's been training amazingly well and you know he looks sharp and fit and, and ready to go and, and blah 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 you know I, I think if he's not going to start I think Ole will play it down and I yeah. think he will say well we're going to have to be a bit patient and, and see I mean, whether that's going to be the truth or not will be will be another thing. But I don't. I I I just get this sense with 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 Ronaldo, Solskjaer's going to give something away in the press yeah. conference, you know. And I think we're going to be able to work out what what it is. I don't think he's the mind games with Ronaldo are just going to be too difficult to do for him. I I think so. Yeah, I think I think we will we will see. But it is it is really really interesting. And like you say, it is. It completely changes the dynamic of the whole game. Having Lukaku and yeah. Ronaldo in the side now makes it a completely different game now to what it was at the start of the season when we were trying to pick. Um, so you think you'll be moving from Ronaldo to Lukaku then not trying to get the double up? Yeah, I think I'll be going with one because there are... Antonio, it looks like he's going to be staying for a long time. And then at the moment, my third, I only have two attacking spots. So I could change that to three attacking spots. But if I did, I think it'd probably be for another mid-price player, a Jimenez, a Bamford or a DCL or whoever. So I do think the one premium one premium forward, which means I'm only ever going to have Kane, Lukaku or Ronaldo, which is, uh, I don't know. Let's see where it goes. At the moment, that's the plan. And with, with Ronaldo starting, I just looked and the, 
The Tuesday Champions League game is away at Young Boys. Does Oli really want his first start to be away or does he want it in front of the old yeah, well, crowd? True. And then also I'm looking at it and going, Ronaldo's only played two games this entire season. He actually needs minutes. When players play pre-season, they often play every four or five days. They don't play 90 four or five days, but they get they get a lot of game time in sort of hour-long periods. And he's only come on once for Juve, and I think it was like 20 minutes at the end of their opening Serie A fixture. He's played 90 for Portugal once, and that was going all the way back to what, last Friday? So if he waits until Young Boys Tuesday, that's like, what, a 12-day, 10-day gap to a game? I think he needs minutes versus Newcastle. I genuinely do. I don't think he plays 90. I don't think he needs to play 90 to get points. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm set on him starting. You're setting him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's not going to start against Young Boys. I think that's that's almost certain. They'll 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 use that as a way to you know boost his match fitness, game training, and stuff like that. As a way game as well. He might not even travel for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Newcastle. I mean, you, you know, he could get minutes in a thirty-minute cameo. He could get minutes in a sixty-minute appearance. Could get full nines. Yeah, it's it is almost impossible to to predict at this point. So yeah, the press conference is going to be is going to be really really interesting. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, as well, just to say, Greenwood as well. I mean, you were the you were the massive cheerleader for for Greenwood right from the start, and yeah, he, he's been doing he's been doing so well for you. What, what do you reckon about his role in the team with with Ronaldo? There? Yeah, it's a really interesting one because. It's another player playing in those attacking positions, which should give more threat to Greenwood's place. But we know Greenwood is predominantly playing as a wide forward. Um, At the moment, while Sancho, of course, is going to be nailed, at the moment, Greenwood looks more nailed than Sancho because he's producing points. And I think if Oli was given the option of only playing one on that right-hand side, let's assume Rashford was fit on the left. At the moment, I think Sancho would have to wait his turn. But... Mm. That's not a discussion to be had because both are fit and Rashford is injured. So at the moment, the wide men, I think, will continue to be Sancho left, Greenwood right. And knowing that there's injuries to midfielders like McTominay, Pogba, therefore, is considered one of the central midfielders. Um, so it's worked <laughs> out quite... Risk. Yeah, always a risk, especially because Fred now won't be able to play for Man United this mm. weekend. So how's that going to impact them in sort of DM? Um, so, yeah, at the moment, as long as Greenwood is scoring, and I've said this since day one, as soon as he looks like he's a rotation risk, he comes out of my team. But as long as he is scoring and as long as Rashford isn't match fit, Greenwood's in the team. When Rashford is back, even if those goals continue, we could see Greenwood miss out. Sure. We know Ollie loves Rashford. Um, but at the moment, yeah, he's staying. He's, he's looking good and staying. And the good sign is he's getting 90 minutes, which we yep. love to know a player is nailed when the manager is making attacking substitutions and... Sancho is coming off or Martial is coming off, but look who's staying on the pitch. Ollie's boy Greenwood. That's always a sign that I look for. Yeah, I think you've made two good points on this on this poll. Very, very unlike you, Jenny. But, you wow. Know, I said you're <laughs> Which is, you know, you're 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 buying players who are who are in form and looking good. I mean, Torres, for example, you mentioned is is looking good without always getting the, the points returns, but has looked good in the games. And Greenwood as well continues to do well, isn't getting subbed and, and all that kind of thing. And all it's almost harder in a way to predict when a player not in form is gonna suddenly hit form. But when you've got players in form, why not just go for them and ride the wave, like you say? Because, you know, if in fact they just suddenly dropped Greenwood next week, or if Pep did just drop Torres after scoring that thing, that after scoring all those points, that is that is like, that's a surprise, yeah. right? And and it's the same with Ronaldo on penalties. I mean, if, if, if Fernandez does take penalties over Ronaldo, that to me is a much bigger shock than if Ronaldo comes in and takes them straight away. So you've got to kind of... 
a lot of this game is based on luck and it's about opinion and prediction and that kind of thing. You've got to go with the kind of the more logical scenarios and situations. So I think Greenwood and Torres are, are fantastic options um, going forward. And Greenwood is annoying because his play has done really well for me in the past. And yeah, I was put off by that kind of rotation. But you were bang on, bang on the money. He started all the games, looked really good, scored goals. And that's why Let's you're 400,000 places ahead of me. I hope I'm right on Torres as well for the time being. I just think you're right. Like managers rotation does that. I'd love to see the numbers on it, but does Pep rotate his attacking players as much off the back of goal scoring runs? I bet he doesn't. I bet when you, if any manager did though, it would be Pep. But I just wonder when you've got an attacking player, if they're scoring goals, surely nine times out of 10, you just go, yeah, I can bank on them being a regular starter. Cause managers will not like leaving out someone that's in form. Mm. They often say goal scorers need confidence and confidence comes from successive games with goals. So yeah, really interesting that those guys are scoring. So surely they are staying in the team. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing is, the thing that happens though, is they can have a poor game. And then you think if, if they weren't, if they're were only in the, in the side because of their form and he didn't feel like he could drop them, as soon as they drop a clanger, then they're out, then they're out. And that, and that is what happened to Mares last season. I mean, he was in a great run. I don't like to keep going on about him. I bought him in a great run thinking he could cover De Bruyne. I think it was, it was against United or it was against someone. He, he, Skyed a really easy chance over the bar, got sub five ten minutes later, and then I think missed the next three games. And he was he was the most informed player on in, in the side. So yeah. I never really think he likes Mares though. I, I don't know why. I just I don't think he he particularly likes him. I think he likes these versatile like types like Torres that he could play on the left if he wanted to. Jesus going over to the right. You know, Mares has only got one position in the side. So yeah. I think I think he prefers. He, he's a flexible manager. Right? He likes you know things to work in different systems and players to drop and change position and, and everything like that so I, th- I think Torres is, is is good for now um my final question for you is on Antonio yeah so obviously you've got Antonio everyone's got Antonio um I think the question is do you think because he's a cheaper price that you're less going to be less likely to captain him I mean especially if you bring in Ronaldo and you've got Ronaldo and Salah um there do you think Antonio could go overlooked for the captaincy going forward? Would he be someone that you might consider as a bit of a left left field option, or would you always go for the premiums? Yeah, I I am for trying to forget the price tag. All that matters in FPL is points, not price. So when we look at our captaincy, we we should be looking at the points he's achieved in previous weeks. Price is irrelevant, and to a degree. The team he plays for should be irrelevant if that team is winning. So West Ham are producing victories and they're scoring goals. And actually, they're looking, they're playing really attacking football to the point where their defence is looking naff at the moment, which isn't like David Moyes, but that's fine for Antonio. I want them to play, be expressive and have the extra man up top because uh, they're not playing with a back five, they're playing with a back four. Um, so, look, I captained Antonio last week when perhaps, I know a fair few in the community did, but the masses didn't. Mm. Um and I thought it was a really obvious pick. I will be considering Antonio, but at the same time, when he has Southampton, which is a really nice fixture, I still don't put West Ham attack versus Southampton above Liverpool's attack versus Leeds or United's attack versus Newcastle. So with that in mind, he becomes an option moving forward for me, but the fixture has to be right and mm. it has to be better than those guys. But yeah, look, this is a guy... Forget the price tag. He's delivering like a 10.5, 11 million forward quite comfortably. And we should, as for as long as he's getting points, bear that in mind. Janny channeling his inner Jesse J there. Forget about the price tag. 
Jesse G. <laughs> we should call you from now on. <laughs> Hashtag Jesse G. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, that's Stolen. great. That's great. Um, I think that's that's pretty much it then, Janice. Thirty five minutes. I mean, yeah, I think I think it's gonna be interesting to see what, what you do this week. Obviously you had the two free transfers, which gives you a lot more um, you know, flexibility to decide on these things. I think moving early for Barnes Torres, I don't think you're gonna regret that going forward. Um but yeah, it'd be interesting to know if you I think I think uh, there's been a few people in the chat saying Jimenez is out, because uh, obviously he's been with, with Mexico, isn't he? So That will be interesting. And so, then how does that affect Traore as well? Exactly. Do they push Traore even further up front and just use him as an out-and-out out nine? God, he is the most, yeah, he, he is the most fun player to watch. But FPL-wise, I would I, I would just get so frustrated um, with him. But yeah, we, I think, we're, yeah, like you said, we're starting to get news on on the Brazilian players. So check out the the, the team news video with, with Neil. We'll be talking yeah. through on Friday. Uh, we'll be talking through all the different, you know, permutations of the bands and you know all of that. So, yeah, hold off on the transfers now. If you if you if you if you've held up till this long, just wait until the press conferences are done, and then make your moves. Then uh, is my is my advice. Right, yeah. Janny. Just before we go, uh, let's just build a fantasy five team going forwards. Because yeah, I mean, I play this every week, and I I feel like I'm going to win it one day, but I never do. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, it starts at 3pm. The first game is Leicester-Man City. We can talk about our, our predictions for the for the matches as well um, as we go through do this. So what do you reckon with Leicester and, and City? It's It looks set for a sort of a comfortable City win, right? I mean, yeah. It wasn't long ago from the Community Shield where Leicester, City looked rubbish and Leicester looked quite good. But three games later, City have scored bags of goals, look really expressive in attack. And Leicester seem to have forgotten how to attack and look leaky. So I can only see a fairly comfortable City win. So your mate Torres is at 9.5. So remember, that's without bonuses. So he's going to need to get a pretty substantial haul against Leicester to hit that. Yeah. Um, I like the look of Grealish at 8.5, yeah. like 1 million less. Gundogan's there at 8.5 um, as well. And then the rest, it's kind of hard to predict. I mean, to- uh, Mares is the most expensive. Um, most expensive. He- he's got the highest target at 10.5. So I would say we go for Grealish. We could, yeah, go for, we could maybe go for one of the, def- the defenders. I mean, Laporte's there at 6-5, so he, but he would need an attacking return as well as a clean sheet. Well, actually, if he got a goal, um, it would work. But I reckon we go for Grealish. I'm sick yeah, of Grealish. I think he could get 8-5. Uh, United-Newcastle, there's only going to be one winner here. There's, there really is. There's, there's, there really is. Like, I, can't, I can't see any other... United were so bad against Wolves, I know, but this is home advantage. This is against... Newcastle that don't look great. Yeah, take your pick. I, I, Greenwood? Is Greenwood better value than Bruno and, and Ronaldo? Well, therefore, a pick? well, the most, the highest points target is Fernandez, 12 5. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's massive. That's that's like two goals he's going to need to get that. Um, more than that, he need, he need more than two goals because that would get him 12, right? About, yeah. oh, and, the, and a clean sheet, maybe. So, yeah, he, that's, that's too high for me. Greenwood, 10 5. So that's like a goal and assist. Ronaldo, 9-5. Ooh, there's your, it's got to be, got to be. Come on. This is Ronaldo's, it's been Ronaldo's fortnight. Like the whole last two weeks has all been Ronaldo, isn't it? We'd be silly not to. I wouldn't bet against Ronaldo getting 9.5 <laughs> points at home to Newcastle, especially if he starts. He didn't get it if he comes off the bench. Uh, yeah, I think he's he's the most sensible one there. Uh, just some of the other ones. I mean, there's there are some, um, some interesting ones in defence, like Shaw's 9.5 for example, but like Maguire's 6-5. So 
sometimes going for the centre backs with sort of attacker potential yeah. like him is is a good idea. But I think I think everyone's going to be on Ronaldo um, for that. Uh, Southampton West Ham is a really obvious one for me here, which is Antonio six five. So good. The value there is yeah. insane. Yeah. So I mean that's that's a bit of a no brainer for me. I mean the the Southampton strikers Che Adams and Armstrong six five as well. <laughs> that's crazy. But yeah. you're obviously going to pick back Antonio over there. Warprouse is seven five. Um, and then someone like Suchek, 7-5, for example. So Suchek more than more than Antonio. Uh, and then in defence, Sufal, 6-5. Creswell, 6-5. So lots of 6-5s, but you're going to back Antonio, aren't you? All uh, day long. All, day, all long. day long. Right, Chelsea v Villa. Your boys, Chelsea, going up against a bit of a depleted Villa side. Comfortable win, do you reckon? I mean, no Martinez in goal, likely. And no Ty- well, Tyrone Mings was injured last time out. I need to check his fitness. But without Mings and Martinez... They've not started the season that well defensively either. John Terry has left, which I think is probably massive for the, their training ground defensive routines. I just think, yeah, this this is this is a, a comfortable Chelsea win. It's got to be. So Lukaku and Werner are the highest points mm. targets, both at 9-5. Danny Ings is at 6-5. Uh, Jorginho, 8-5. Mount, 8-5. Havertz, 9-5. So they've, they're backing a... a you know, these are high points targets for, for Chelsea. What's Reese James as? Because if we're looking at attacking returns, he's as he's as likely as the midfielders Reece for, James, for assists. Is he he's suspended, isn't he? Oh, of course he is. He's of course he is. I think he's suspended yeah. for two games. So Azpilicueta will probably play right wing back or possibly Hudson Adoy. So Azpilicueta's eight five. Wow, okay. Christian's six five. The Chelsea players, I think, are too high. Because so, so sometimes you've got to just pick a kind of a bit of a random... Like McGinn, for example, is 5-5. Five, five, yeah, right? gets an assist. You only need a, you only need a goal from him or, yeah. you know, a, a Villa win and an assist or something like that. Or you go for someone, you know, or you go for like maybe a, um, a defender. Uh, so you could go for Mings maybe, you know, a goal for Mings, which wouldn't be completely... But they're going to target set pieces against Chelsea. I just think you're not always going for like the big... Hall, sometimes you need to go for a for a smaller one. So I think we either go for Lukaku at nine five or we go for Tyro Mings at six five. <laughs> I I like the idea of going for the weaker team in some of these fixtures as, but Chelsea Villa's the one, one wrong one to do it with with me. So we've got to go to That's Lukaku. That's a good point. All right, Lukaku. We've got to go to Lukaku. Lukaku is. Uh and the final one is Leeds and Liverpool. Let's go for a Leeds player. Let's go for a Liverpool. We can be exciting here. And they will score Leeds. Like Leeds Liverpool has got goals written all over it, isn't it? It's going to be four all. You would have thought so. I mean, Bamford six five, six five is such an annoying price though because yeah. it means they need to get more than two. a goal because the, obviously the goal's worth four. And What's two, Jack two Harrison? Points. Knowing knowing Rafinha's out, Harrison. Jack Harrison is seven five, so Ooh. quite a lot. Um, Rafinha's seven five. Dan James <laughs> is he on there? Dan James is seven five. Ugh. The weirdly, the I mean, so the likes of Salah twelve five, Mane eight five. Jota, 9-5. If, Jota, if Firmino's out, which we think he's almost certainly going to be, then Jota at 9-5 could be one. I like. I kind of like um, Phillips at 4-5. He only needs an yeah. assist. True. It, and, he, yeah. and he makes it. Yeah. And he, is he on... He'll be on some set pieces without Rafinha in the team. Yeah, yeah. Well, so again, he's a bit of a weird... I'm going to put Phillips in. Yeah, Phillips is in. There you go. That's Great. A, I like that. So we've got Grealish, Ronaldo, Antonio, Lukaku and Phillips. That is our Fantasy 5 team. If you're interested in playing, as I said, links in the description um, below. And yeah, we'll see how we how we get on doing these each week, Johnny. We'll, five, we'll, five grand each, is it, Az? Yeah, we'll split, we'll split the money for you. Although I do, I do owe you 
I don't know, a fiver for the Uber on Saturday night. So Oh, you, you know, do actually. It'll be yeah. five grand minus a fiver. <laughs> yeah, it was good though, was it? We did a, like a, a, a little mini scout um, meetup, uh, which was nice. I managed to get the right train home as well, which was a which was a success. You ran and somehow made your last train home. I, I honestly, I don't know how you made that. You jumped out the taxi I was in with you and, and ran home, ran to the train and got home. So yeah, it was pretty impressive stuff. Um, I made the decision of if I get out of the cab now, I will be able to run faster than the taxi, which was in traffic. And as soon as, obviously, as soon as I got out of the taxi, started running, five seconds later, watched as in the taxi yeah, just go past. Yeah, we just drove past. Like, Bye. Bad call. <laughs> Bad call. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, right, that's it from us for this week. We will be back next week. We'll see what moves you've made. January, have you taken the exciting four-point hit or if you've gone a bit more boring? I think you'll, I think we all know what you're going to do. You're going to do something a bit a bit wild. Uh, and hopefully I'll overtake you next week and I, we won't have both have red arrows. Uh, so, Johnny, thanks for joining me and I'll catch up with you soon. Thank you.